Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wandering Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and this is the first episode in quite some time. Those of you that have listened to previous episodes might know that I left the country for about eight months on a little solo travel adventure, but I am back now. I actually planned on doing some podcasts along the way, but after I settled into my travel rhythm about a month in, I decided that podcasting along the way wasn't really something that I wanted to be doing. I wanted to just focus on the experience more and pick up the podcast when I got back. So I actually sent most of my equipment home. But I'm back now recommitting to doing these podcasts and talking to people that in the health and fitness world that I really enjoy and also people that I think can bring some benefit to any of you who are listening. And that brings me to my first guest, my first guest back, I suppose, Helia Nagibi. She is actually a college friend from when I was at Cal Poly. We met on the triathlon team. And we reconnected a few years ago when she moved back down, or not back down, just moved down to Ventura and started coming to the CrossFit gym that I was coaching at at the time. She has since left that gym and started her own thing, a a gym called The Studio. And she and I reconnected soon after I got back from my trip because I saw that she had started her own podcast. I listened to the first episode, thought it was incredible, and reached out just to say, hey, great job. Um, I love that you're doing this. I love that you've taken the leap to start this podcast. I love that you've taken the leap to start your own business. It's an inspiration because I'm I'm at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. And uh, I thought that she would be the first the perfect first guest to kind of welcome my podcast back because when I listened to hers, I I got a sense that she and I are very much on the same page when it comes to health and fitness. You know, we might, the details might be a little bit different. She might go about things a little bit differently than I do, or we like doing different types of movements or exercises, but the underlying way of approaching health and fitness and the underlying way to really try to do our best for the people that we're coaching is all the same. And I I could sense that in listening to her podcast, and I thought that she would be a perfect first guest to bring on and talk to and get, get back into the podcasting thing for myself. So a little bit of details. Her gym is called The Studio. It's in Ventura, California. They offer all sorts of awesome stuff. Um, I believe the website is thestudioworkout.com, but I will put that link in the show notes. And her podcast is called Fit Dirty 30. And what it is is, for now, it's a 30-day challenge. I think by the time this episode comes out, she'll be nearing the end around day 26, day 27. And each episode talks about one one topic within the health and fitness world and gives some fun facts, gives a little bit of her philosophy around this one thing, and then gives you a challenge at the end. All the episodes are really short. I think she said one of the longest ones is 13 minutes, but most of them are in that five, seven, maybe closer to nine minute range. So they're really, really small bite-sized chunks. I've actually been kind of batching them and I'll listen to three or four at once and catch up on a few days. But they're all wonderful, great information. Uh, Her philosophy on everything that she shares is great. And the challenge at the end is nothing too drastic to scare you away from 
making a positive change. It's just a little piece to start incorporating and it is a challenge. That's why it's called a challenge, but it's not going to be too overwhelming. So anyone that uh, has struggled to really commit to their health and fitness journey, I really encourage you to check out Fit Dirty 30. It would be a great way to get you uh, get you onto some healthier patterns. And anyone that ha- is deep into it, like myself, uh, give it a listen also. She's, she's great. The podcasts are fun and uh, there's always new information to be learned. So I will not give any more introduction. She is awesome. You will probably see more from the two of us together. We have plans to maybe do uh, some podcasts together where we're bringing on a third guest. And I also will probably make an appearance on her podcast sometime in the in the near future. So look out for that. But without further ado, Helia Nagibi. All right. Hello, everyone. I am sitting here with Helia uh, from the studio. And I just realized that... I'm not sure how to say your last name. I know I've heard you say it before, but right as I right as I jumped into this and I started I started uh, to say it, I was like, oh crap! I better not try it and get it wrong. So it's okay. You, I've you gotten a it? lot of different yeah. things. Yeah, it's Nagibi. Okay. But not for long. It'll be Glenn. Right. I was soon, just gonna say so you gonna are gonna be... take his last name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kelly is engaged, and recently, right, in yeah. like the last six weeks or something. Yeah, like May is yeah. super. Yeah, we've been together for over five years, but. Right. It was like, oh, okay, now we can get yeah, married. Yeah, <laughs> but there was a whole there was a whole process to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that's a story for a later time. But there's there's a whole video and a treasure chest and Basically. all sorts. Of, yeah, it's a pretty cool engagement. Yeah, um, and the whole thing and is a wooden ring. And a wooden ring? Yeah. Oh, I didn't he know about that. He actually made the ring. Oh, I didn't know that. So there was this joke. Okay. Like, we've been together for so long, and we've been pretty much broke the whole time, right? right. So he was like, well. One day I'll buy you, I'll whittle you a ring, because he's like, I'm never gonna be able to actually afford a ring. So mm-hmm. he did, being the engineering yeah. that he is, engineer that he is. He actually created a wooden ring, wow. and he put like my birthstone in it. It's really cool. It came uh, out way better than I would have even imagined. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. told him, <laughs> I told him that if he asked me with a wooden ring, I would say no. But I definitely <laughs> said yes. <laughs> yeah, that's too. Funny. It was so worth it. I think I almost like it better than the real one. I didn't even get my real ring until like, I don't know, half a day after we got actually engaged. Right. So it was pretty cool. He lost it in the ocean. At the one real point. ring or the wooden one? The wooden one. Yeah, I heard about that. Right. Yeah. Like the he planted a treasure chest and then it drifted from where he had planted it. And yeah. He, they spent like an hour trying to find it. Well, it washed up on the beach down like somewhere. Basically. Yeah. Who would have thought that a, um, a treasure chest wasn't going to sink? You know, you you see it uh, right. in movies all yeah. the time. So, like, it's heavy, too. It's, like, a really big chest, yeah. but it wouldn't sink. So like they had to, like, put all the stuff in it, and then we told them we weren't going. And then it totally – they so they put it back in the water. They put it in the water. They sunk it after, like, two hours. Then they came to shore, found out we weren't coming went back in the water and it had come up to the surface everything had come out of it oh, and the yeah. ring was gone <laughs> and he so, actually found the ring he found the ring yeah like was an it hour in a little box or something it was on a piece of foam so he had thought about that so he oh, put okay it in a piece so of foam. it was floating mm-hmm. and he found it in the water where it washed up it was like 300 yards closer to shore but still in the water wow yeah it was pretty funny 
Man, I can't believe you found it after all of that. I really How still long did can't it look believe for it? it. Like an hour. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's actually not that bad. I know. To search for something for an hour is exactly. pretty good, actually. In the water with, yeah. this, with everything. I know. I guess it makes it all the more all the more special. Yeah. Um, so, Nagibi. Nagibi. Yeah, for, for a couple more months or however long it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know I've heard you say that before, and I'm sure I've probably said it before, but Yeah, it's well, just been I a used while. to get Naga 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 Vihiri yeah, anymore, yeah. or anything else you can think of. Yeah. My first name and my last name have been a yeah. joke pretty much all my life. Yeah, I know the hell yeah thing is too perfect. Yeah. Happens, yeah. happens. Yeah. All right, so um, I'm here with Helia, and she has a place called The Studio, mm-hmm. uh, a gym in Ventura, and uh, I guess why don't you just tell us a little bit about it, how it started, and what kind of stuff you guys offer. Well, it started um, coincidentally. I was asked to be a partner at this gym. I was asked to come on as a trainer um, over two years ago now, so yeah. it was it was great, but... It was kind of like my first real training situation. Right. I had gotten all my certifications and everything. I started actually in, in CrossFit right, a yes. long time ago. Uh, it's not even that long ago, no. but at Beachside. A couple years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could barely do a squat then. <laughs> and Justin actually taught me how to do my squats. And um, <laughs> I felt like pretty good at that. And then I hurt myself. I left it, found interval training. Really got into that. Got all my certifications. You got all your certifications in preparation for opening this gym nope. after you've been asked to be a partner. Just you kind of started just, diving into this yeah, world. And, I just yeah. kind of started diving in. It was cool. more like a hobby. Kevin, as you already mentioned, my fiance, he really likes to dive. Right. So a big part of our relationship was finding our own thing right. in our relationship. And um, yeah, that. that personal time is important yeah personal hobbies and he had it figured out I mean it was so easy for yeah. him right he his love was the ocean and for me it quickly became fitness yeah and I think it happened with Ventura when I came here it just kind of happened um the gym came really fast <clears throat> excuse me but it was definitely not a goal I didn't want to be a gym owner all yeah. of a sudden I got these certifications I wanted to start training but you know how it is, you know, with group fitness exercise, it's you go teach at 24 or you go teach, right. you know, whatever. That's that's the route that I thought I was taking, and um, it became something else really fast. It became, yeah. okay, well, what if you had the opportunity to do it yourself? Yeah. I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity. I, I can't even really believe it sometimes that I have something so incredible here, and the people that are here surrounding me remind me. How cool it is to to be in this position. Yep, I know it really is a blessing. It really is a blessing. I uh, I've been feeling the same thing because I was gone for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, most people that will be listening to this probably probably know a little bit of the last year of my life. I was gone out of the country for about eight months, or close to eight months, and um, coming back and going back into coaching and mm-hmm. working with people. Um, not only from some of the kind words and the uh, feedback that you give me, but just being in that situation and feeling like you're having a positive effect on yeah. people's life, it's, it's so special. It's life-changing. Oh, yeah. I, uh, and not only that, it's like I when I come out of those things, one, I'm just glowing. Mm-hmm. And you, you feel so certain that like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like you it's found your purpose. It's such a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's incredible. 
Totally. So you were working out somewhere else, right? It was called Rocksteady Fitness. Mm -hmm. And then one of the trainers there asked you if you wanted, wanted to be a partner and open your own place. Yep. They, they were going through some stuff, and they decided to split. There was a position open, basically. Oh, she was one of the owners of Rocksteady. Yeah. Oh, she was I didn't one know of the that. Okay. Yeah. And um, they, at the time, I was kind of thinking I really need to do something else with my life. Mm -hmm. because I was recruiting and I didn't, it wasn't, it was fitting, but I was at a desk and I was just getting antsy. And yeah. the more I got into fitness, the more I realized I cannot sit still. <laughs> yeah, storm my life. So difficult to sit still. Right mm -hmm. now, it's difficult to sit still. Or just still. be in a building all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's so pretty outside. You're like, feel very this unnatural. is just not right. Yeah. Well, the more in touch you get with yourself and kind of your physical self, totally. the more you realize how unnatural it is, I think, to yourself in that situation for yeah. such long periods of time right and i mean i enjoyed the people aspect of what i was doing which sure. was great that was that's a common thread in my life um people i've always been driven by people i've always been inspired by people i've always been curious about people like i just want to know what people do why people do it and and fitness was one of those things where i was like well this is really really interesting and it's changing my life in a way different in a, in a mental way, not just a physical way. Right. Um, so, yeah, they asked me to be a partner. I was like, all right. I went and talked to Kevin, and he's like, well, why not? So we'll just do it. Yeah. And you're never going to get this opportunity twice. And we fail. If we fail, we fail. I'm young enough where I can do it again. Yeah. Or I can do something else again. Absolutely. So it's the right attitude, and it's a yeah. good, that's a good uh, trait in a partner too. Yeah, to he was very willing, supportive. Willing he support, was yeah. so supportive. I think that if he didn't, he also started his own business. Right. So yeah, I know. Like, Within about a month of one another, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you guys really took a leap. But. We really did, and it was kind of um, re it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, the second scariest thing is probably getting engaged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's been a big year for you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then you know it started to come together. And at first, the gym, uh, the studio was um, had a very twenty-four hour feel to it. I'm not gonna lie. We had group fitness classes. We were doing. We had. We offered step at one point. Right. But my specialty, my um, philosophy, has always been interval training. Right. That's where I saw my most results. That's where my life started to change. And it was all about efficiency for me. It's mm -hmm. like, how can I get the sweatiest, the fastest amount of time? And see results yep. and just be done with it and just be wiped out you know that's the part of CrossFit that I absolutely loved that's the first right. signs of CrossFit that I realized this is really cool um, and that's what CrossFit kind of brought that to my attention I didn't sure. know what it was right. until afterwards so I started to do more and more of Tabata of hit which Tabata is the 20 seconds on 10 seconds rest right um, crazy insane yeah hit is h-i-i-t for anyone that doesn't know yeah. high intensity interval training yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's a lot of it's a lot of big moves a lot of burpees mm -hmm. a lot of stuff like that so um the focus has become more and more interval training i also took kettlebells and mm -hmm. i made that a part of our system and i i love kettlebells i love working with them they're so functional they're amazing little things you can use whatever weight you want if you want to go really really heavy to not as heavy and you could still get a killer workout mm -hmm. and there's so much you can do with and there's too. so much you can do with yeah. it i'm probably one of the only classes other all one of the only 
people in Ventura County besides you that teaches kettlebell classes just mm-hmm. for kettlebells. I don't think yeah. there's too many more other than CrossFit. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, some of the um, the certifi- the organization that I'm certified through, the RKC. Right, the right. RKC. There's a couple local RKCs. Ah. Um, I actually I actually did it with um, a friend of mine named Brandon, the guy that got me into this mm-hmm. whole world, um, an ex-co-worker, and he got me into kettlebells and then into CrossFit and then um, we did a lot of stuff together and did our certification together so he's in town there's a couple other people from the RKC or kind of its sister uh, organization they're not really affiliated but the founder of the RKC left and started something Mm, else called called Strong First and um, there's a couple Strong First trainers around too and do they do like their own personal training or do they do it part of they do yeah there's there are some I think there are a husband and wife Strong First certified team uh, that I think they live in Carpinteria, but they come down Mm -hmm. to Ventura and do twice weekly stuff at the beach nice at, at Marina Park or something at least they used to um, there is a woman named Dini. Yeah, there's little stickers that you see on the back of cars that say like Dini kettlebells. Oh, cool. um, On the back of cars, and I I believe she's married to the guy that owns the Gracie Jiu Jitsu place on Thompson. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, and so cool. she, so she does kettlebell stuff out of there. Nice. Um, so there there are a couple people around, but yeah, there's not a whole not a whole. We lot went of us. from like the you know. The 24-hour concept to let's play with kettlebells. I mean, I remember the first time we brought kettlebells out into our classes. It was a, I mean, no one had even seen these before, you know. And it was, the more I learn about it, the more I teach my students about it or people that come to the gym, the more they like it. We do more, you know, it's, I think we're probably at the lower end of the spectrum as far as experience goes. I mean, we got to start somewhere. Sure, but, but as long I as you're being feel, safe, it's... Yeah, yeah, well, right. And I think that... Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's what I was actually getting at, is um, a lot of people don't do it because they think that you can't be safe with it right. unless you're going to, um, a very, I don't know, very whatever. Experienced, yeah, right. Yeah, if you can learn a couple moves and learn how to do them safely... Um, you don't need the super complex stuff to really right. get a lot out of them. Exactly. You know, there are three or four movements that if you can master them, you can get an insane. That are not that complicated. No, and really they're actually not. very, very uh, natural to your body. Yes. Which is which is the whole point of them, right? Right. They're a very, very old concept. And so anyway, that that's what I truly loved. I brought that in. And now our classes are becoming more and more interval style, more and more weightlifting. Right. Um so a little I'm more functional. A little bit more functional. A little, broad. a lot less group fitness from 24-hour style. Right. Um, so you know we've we've come a long way. I think in a year, I think we've created this philosophy that fitness is is for everybody. I yep. think fitness is for you know the 65-year-old person that walks through 75-year-old person that walks through my door actually yeah. yesterday to um, the 20-year-old that has no idea and has never really been into sports, mm-hmm. you know, throughout high school. So that, it's a, I try to make it a very um, inviting atmosphere for all levels, all ages, all shapes and sizes because I'm all about starting somewhere mm-hmm. and growing. And if you outgrow what we do here and you're like, okay, now I'm ready to go play at blah, 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 Sure. I'm all about it. You know, yeah. that's 
great. And I'm just honored to be part of that journey yeah. that people have. And that's a wonderful attitude to have to, um, obviously you want to stay in business and sure. fill, fill your membership base and all that kind of stuff. But the reason that someone should really be into this world is to help people along their journey, be able to give them what they need. And um, if, if at some point you're not serving them and they recognize that, um, being being able to recognize that yourself and know that maybe going somewhere else and that being better for them is is a pretty neat thing. You know, yeah, like it, you're definitely in this for the right reasons. I yeah. I feel because I started that way. Yeah, I tried so many different things. I tried CrossFit. I tried right. um, the big gyms. I tried the small gyms. I tried all of those things, and I and I. You know, I oftentimes struggled with the fact that, for example, at CrossFit, I loved the community right. that it created, you know, and I loved the moves that I was doing. But I never really felt like I was part of the crowd. I always kind of felt like I was on the outsides, you know, yeah. and and that's not something that um, it was almost something that I was a little bit envious of, you know, like that I wanted to be, I wanted to like the heavy lifting and the right. whatever, but I kind of just like to get in, get out, get it done. And right. it was same concept of working really hard, but in a different way. Yeah. And then I found other people that were kind of the same as what I was doing. And then I found this, this community, which right. I always come back to is this community because what kept me going back is the people, this hobby that I created for myself, these people that lifted me up. And it had nothing to do with the workouts because everyone's doing the same thing at the same exact rate wherever you go. Right. <laughs> That's the one thing mm -hmm. I've realized. Yeah. So. That's true. And now you're lucky enough to be building your own community. Yeah. Here, you know? you've, you've tried enough and been exposed to enough that you kind of have your philosophy and way of doing things and you're lucky enough to have your own place and starting to build a community around that philosophy and that's pretty darn special yeah it's pretty amazing and and I've um after the podcast came out I've realized how much more of a community I've actually created yeah. than I knew yeah that was where I was going to go next is that's that's how uh we kind of came to reconnect mm -hmm. um we actually are college friends. Yeah. Uh, from we both went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Justin kicked my ass in triathlon uh, all the time. We, we were on the triathlon team <laughs> together. Um, I had a head start. That's probably the only reason. <laughs> I I joined as a freshman and you joined as a third year. A junior, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we were we were friends from back then, and you've actually been to my house and met my parents. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yes. We always used to travel around and um, stay That's at the, the first houses time I was in of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to always stay at the houses of um, people who grew up in the area where the race was. Mm -hmm. And there was a race in the summertime in Oxnard, Strawberry Fields, I think. Was that the... Was, I think no. it was Strawberry Fields. I think it was, but was that and the one... And you guys all came and stayed at my house. Yeah. There was about 10 people, maybe. I think there were more than that. Was it? I think there was a lot more than that. Okay. I think, uh, but was that the race where you lost your seat? No, that was in Santa Barbara. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a couple. I had a couple mishaps. I made a wrong turn at UCLA. I lost the seat off my bike at Santa Barbara. And he rode how many miles? Did the uh, I was it an Olympic? It was an Olympic distance. So it, you rode twenty six miles. And it was hills. it was that that year. It was the WCCTC championship. So our That's conference. Right used to always be at our race that we hosted. This year, Santa Barbara hosted it. It was the first time they'd done an Olympic distance one. <laughs> um, 
and, and Justin rode without a seat. <laughs> maybe twenty percent of the way into the bike, I was I was maybe maybe five miles into a twenty-five mile bike. Oh my god! And it was getting loose, and I thought it was just gonna get loose, and then I came around a turn, and there was a hill, and as I stood up to start riding up the hill, it just fell straight off, <laughs> and I I actually got off my bike laid it down like ran back down the hill like clicking on my bike oh my shoes God, like picked it up didn't fall. tucked it in my we had like a one piece so i like unzipped the front and, like tucked it in and then i just stood up the rest of the the rest of the 20 miles i just remember <laughs> i was so pissed it was my first race on that bike <laughs> so yeah and um I mean, it, it never happened again. I loctited all the bolts on the. Yeah, you're like you're never ever yeah. falling. I remember that. Oh, I was that so race. pissed. Yeah, but when I was doing triathlon, though, I was not. Um, we talked about how if we were to go back and if we were to be in the athletic shape oh, that we man. are now. If I knew what I knew now. Yeah. About training we, and eating and um, recovery. I yeah. mean, I remember foam rolling was such a distant thing for me that when, when for example, Kevin Rouse was like rolling around on the floor, yeah. screaming what, what in agony. Is, yeah. I was like, why would <laughs> you do that? Yeah. But, um, you know, going going back to that, I, I was never an athlete. I was really? never growing up. I was always the one that um, <laughs> I picked up sports when I was really late. And yeah. I was always a late bloomer. Um, I worked really hard. I tore my ACL junior year of high school. Um, That's right, playing tennis. Playing right? tennis. And everybody made fun of me about that because... Although it was very common for people to tear their ACL yeah, because of the Yeah, a lot of, of the side-to-side side stuff, yeah, and pivoting. All the doctors, I remember saying, you know, did, was it soccer? And I'm yeah, like, no. And they're that's like, the common one. Yeah. yeah. But then they'd laugh at me almost when I would say it's tennis. They're like, why would you do that in tennis? I'm like, because I actually run from yeah, side to side. Yeah, because I was trying hard. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But um, I, I never – I, I'll be honest. Like, I've, I never thought I would be where I am today. Yeah. I never saw it. I never saw myself as being a coach or a trainer or someone that could lift as much as I do or whatever, you know, or mm-hmm. do as many burpees and I don't know. I think I I think the the way I've seen my body transform was not a way that I ever thought possible. And if I had tried to become this person, I think I would have failed. Yes. I think that's exactly the reason why all the best teachers and trainers get into this is because you you never see yourself as a coach or a teacher. You might not even see yourself as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And until you find that one area that really clicks with you and you really dive into it and you see all this transformation and you see not only seeing your body change, but feeling everything else in your life change you know what I mean yeah. like you just become healthier overall you have a better connection to your body you start wanting to eat better mm-hmm. uh, just overall things start to change and when you go through that journey um, you just feel so compelled to share it it's like yeah. you you almost feel like uh, I think I've said this exact same thing on a podcast before but it's just when you feel like you you know something that that can benefit people. You just want to shout it from a mountain top. Like, Listen. Yeah, and then like that's 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 kind of how I got into training too. Like I uh, I got into CrossFit, mm-hmm. um, loved all the stuff I was doing in a park, swinging a kettlebell, doing some interval CrossFit type stuff, but mm-hmm. not um, any barbell work. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed up for a CrossFit gym to really prepare for a competition that someone invited me mm-hmm. to be a part of, and. Um, fell in love with it and then and then uh less than a year 
into it. I kind of, I had dove deep enough that um, I was reading things and learning and... Um, it consumed your life. Real, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. It, it consumed my life on a personal level, but also like some of the learning uh, about this stuff in a deeper way. Yeah. Um, you just can't get I, enough I of just, it. I just began to want to share it. Yeah. yeah, you wake up thinking yeah. about it. You go to bed thinking about uh-huh. it. It's, I've never felt this way about anything before, mm-hmm. you know? And now, for the first time in my life, I understand what Kevin feels when he's not mm-hmm. in the water, you right. know? And that, to me, it opened up my relationship on a totally different level, too, mm-hmm. because I can relate. I can understand Yeah, totally different way. It's true. And it's um, you also want to surround yourself with people that have found that thing. True. And it doesn't even matter if it's fitness. I mean, it's really nice when you overlap on that kind of stuff and everyone's yeah. got a priority to like eating well and all this right. kind of stuff. It, it makes the logistics of a friendship easier, right? You want right. to go to the same restaurants and you want to do the same type of things. But um, just finding someone that is that is tuned in enough to like something that really does it for them. Right. Um, when you have found that kind of stuff and you have some friends that are the same way, it's hard to like it's hard to connect with people that don't necessarily like feel that for something. Uh, like, yeah. There's a there's a quote from this kind of uh, ancient martial arts book called The Book of Five Rings. I think I, th- I think he's like a master swordsman from I don't know how long ago it is like maybe samurai days. Uh-huh. Like I think his name is Miyamoto Masashi. And okay. it's know the way broadly and you'll see it in all things. So it's like find that thing that really, really does it for you, like something that really brings some kind of deep passion out of you and uh, and know that process of really diving into something and mastering it mm-hmm. and it improves every aspect of your life because you have gone through that process of deeply committing to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big part of what it's about. But speaking of, uh, we kind of got sidetracked. Speaking of uh, shouting things from a mountaintop, yeah. you started a podcast recently, <laughs> and that's 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 how I kind of got reconnected. I'd been mm-hmm. back from my trip, I don't know, a couple weeks. I've been back about two months now, um, and I had been back maybe maybe three ish weeks. How long ago did I email you? I think like about three weeks ago. Yeah, so I had been back about six weeks then maybe, and I saw that you posted on Facebook. Well, it must have been. Three weeks ago, because you're on day yeah, like I'm on 20, day twenty four, day 24. twenty four now, and it was day one when there you came you out with this podcast. So I saw on Facebook that Helia had started a podcast, and there was just a link to the first one, and they're all it's a, a thirty day challenge, but I think it's going to continue after that probably. And um, I I listened to the first one, and it it wasn't even a whole lot of specific stuff. It was really just the intro one to what this thirty day challenge was going to be, and it was just a little kind of sneak peek into your health and fitness philosophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to it and I loved it. And I said, man, that is so cool. I feel like I'm so much on the same page as her. And then uh, I reached out and just said, hey, I, I, we should uh, do something together. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> but, uh, it's turned I... into this podcast and maybe some some future partnering on things. But, definitely, um, definitely. But uh yeah, it was it was really neat. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the podcast? And I guess we've talked a lot about your philosophy on things, mm-hmm. but how did the podcast come about? You know, when it's this is I've been thinking about how I'm going to talk about this because I knew <laughs> you were going to ask this question. Um, 
I have this this other philosophy that when you really want something, if you think about it in a positive way, like if you just put out this energy, it sounds kind of crazy, yeah, but no. um, that something somehow it comes into your life, some opportunity comes into your life to do what you want to do. Sure. I started listening to podcasts not that long ago, like six months ago. Discovered this whole world of mm-hmm. podcasting. And you I can was, go deep. <laughs> this is really cool yeah. because I can choose, I can actively choose to listen to something that I agree with or oh, disagree with. You'll or never listen to the radio again, right? Never listen yeah, to the radio again. Same here. Because you can learn things while you're on the, I mean, I'm all about efficiency. So yep. for me, it was like, this makes sense. Yep. But... What was crazy was that somebody walked through my door right when I was thinking it would be really cool to reach more people. Yeah. How am I going to reach more people? Because it's amazing to be in this wonderful, beautiful city of Ventura, but I want to spread the message a lot further than that. So literally a podcast producer walked through my door. I mean, if that's not... To come in and be a student to or... To be a student, okay. to whatever. She started taking classes here. She moved here from L.A. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and then one day, I was listening to another podcast, and I heard somebody say, oh, you should get this mic, this kind of mic, and you should have this kind of setup. It's the easiest way to do it. So I literally, I texted her, and I was like, hey, I heard that this mic is good, Thought I should let you know. You probably already know that. I don't even know why I did. Yeah. Like I don't even. I don't even know yeah. why that came across. And she was like, "Oh, thanks. By the way, you should have a podcast." And I was like, "Oh, that's funny. Don't be ridiculous." Yeah. And then she says, "No, I'm serious. Let's talk about it." We met once. It was the day I got engaged. Wow. May second. Big day. Big day. Holy crap. <laughs> The day I got engaged, that was the reason why I wasn't going to go to Malibu because that's... You were going to meet her I was meeting her and it was turning into a longer meeting than expected. And so I texted them and I said, I'm not coming because this is really cool. It's important. Little did you know you were throwing a wrench in Kevin's (laughs) engagement plans. (laughs) So yeah, it was crazy. And we came up with the outline. I said, I like short podcasts. (laughs) I like... Quick facts. I want something that people can digest easily and they don't have to be some guru or somebody who knows everything or doesn't know anything. I want to be able to talk to anyone that is at all interested in helping themselves grow. Yeah. In a physical, mental, emotional, sometimes even spiritual way. I don't really talk about the spiritual aspect on my my podcast, but I think it's a big aspect of people's lives. Absolutely. And a big part of just being happy and healthy. Exactly. So um, that's how it started. And so I started putting things together and I took every day as an opportunity to talk about one topic. I gave four or five facts about it that were easy in layman terms, in my own words of what I digest after reading and doing all the research that I did, you know. Um, And then it turned into a challenge. So then it was, I wanna actively engage people to do something. So it's everything from writing things down about yourself to throwing away all the bad things in your in your pantry to trying a new spice in your cooking. I mean, and I'm I am weird and and somewhat funny, I think, on right. the podcast. Right. So I am. 
<laughs> do say random no, things. I think, no, I think it's great. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it's and it's been so much fun, and it's I've a blast, gotten right? so many people have responded, and I actually for the first time got a review that I, of someone I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. that was a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called the Fit Dirty Thirty, by the way. If anybody wants yes. to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. So the details are. It's called Fit Dirty Thirty. Um, and I'm all not of thirty. Are, somebody mentioned. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kelly is not thirty. It's a thirty-day challenge. Yes. That's that's what it uh, is referring to, and it's uh, like she said, really short, kind of bite-sized episodes. The shortest one is maybe slightly under seven five minutes. minutes. Yeah, the longer minutes. ones are in the seven to eight minute range. No, I maybe. got a little longer. Oh, did you? I okay, mean, the nine or ten, is maybe thirteen minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, that's the longest. Which one is that? It was the recent one. It was about is where I shared a client's okay. story. Oh, okay. I'm I'm three or four days Bad. behind. So yeah, see, look at I didn't even fully do my homework for this. I'm only through about day twenty or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right about there. But yeah, um, but they're they're great. It it's a uh, it's a uh, each one focuses on one topic, quick little discussion of it, some some fun facts, kind of your philosophy on it and how it relates to the bigger health picture, and then. Um, a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, so something, something that you can take from it, a little, a little tiny piece. It shouldn't, they're not terribly difficult to incorporate, but it is, it is a challenge. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like let's, let's make a positive change. It's not supposed to be this easy thing, mm-hmm. but it's everything that has been presented is absolutely manageable and it's all wonderful stuff to kind of get you going on this journey. And, um, I think you are doing a really good job of making it, accessible to people that are not uh, super into this world, but mm-hmm. also including enough stuff that even the most initiated um, are still getting a benefit from. Like, I, I am absolutely surrounded by this world, you know what I mean? It's what I, I wouldn't wanted, say you're a beginner. It's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm not a beginner, yeah. I mean, I, um, I wouldn't call myself an expert in a lot of things, but I certainly have... Uh, dove deep on a lot of stuff and have been very, very into this for, I don't know, four-ish years, yeah. five maybe. Well, I think that was kind of the point oh, too yeah. is that you don't need to necessarily have, first of all, you don't need to be an expert nope. and to do some research and you definitely don't need to be an expert to, I don't know, I, I, I think... Spread the word. Spread the word, yeah. yeah. You, you, I feel that we have too many experts. Mm-hmm. We have too many people that just know everything. Right. I'm not an expert. I am a normal person yeah. that decided to do normal things that changed my life, and mm-hmm. now I'm telling everybody about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's almost, it almost is received better from those type of people. Like, there are people at kind of the leading edge of things, sure. um, and I guess there are the real scientific types that are, like, kind of going through this groundbreaking stuff, mm-hmm. but um, we learn best by from people that are around us, the people that we trust, you know what I mean? Like, there are some people that like doing the research, and if you are someone that likes doing those re- that kind of hard research, and then mm-hmm. you incorporate things in, into your life, most people are going to learn things from their friends. So, to, so right. to be able to share that on a broader level is a perfect reason to start a podcast. It's yeah. why I wanted it's to do cool. this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, I, I kind of had the same type of thing where I, I went deep, got really into podcasts, and at the same time was loving 
coaching and teaching all of this kind of stuff. And then it just grew into, uh, yeah, you just have the idea one day, like, hey, like these, these, these two things can overlap, you know, like I can do this. Um, and I can, I can broaden my reach for the people that I can bring value to. And, and that's all it really yeah. matters. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to add value yep. to people's lives. Um, and yeah, that's cool that it, that it just kind of came into your life. Mine, mine was a very different process. I just had the idea. Then I started researching it. Mm-hmm. I listened to podcasts about podcasting <laughs> and when I talked about the process I and too. yeah, <laughs> I they talk about equipment and all this kind of stuff. And, and it's, um, I'm not a very, I'm not a very computer. I mean, I, I, I know my way around a computer, but like some sure. of the real technical stuff and all the audio editing and that kind of stuff. So I listened to your first ones. They're they're a little rough, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They weren't well, bad though for somebody well, who's never done this. Yeah, the quality is no not idea. great. I'm a little awkward, um, <laughs> and some of the ones where I'm talking by myself are. Um, I haven't done too many of those, but they're a little bit more. It's not awkward. easy. It's not. It's not it's easy. Not. And you're you can see the evolution of yours over the first yes. twenty. You get a lot mm-hmm. more comfortable. Um, you kind of have to pretend like you're talking to someone. You really do. You know. Um, like one person or maybe talking in front of a small group you mm-hmm. can't you can't think about the fact that you're sitting alone in a room talking out loud because whether there's a mic running or not though oh that's I, nice she was in the room but I mean she was mostly yelling at me to like right bring my voice down right or, or leaning closer or, to the mic yeah, yeah all these things but all of those I I would say 99% of the podcasts were taken in one take yeah so it's not like it was redone or anything like that so yeah. It's pretty much all real. I don't, there's no, and I didn't want it to be. I, I wanted, there was one where she's there. Okay, so in our room that we record, sometimes planes go by. I think right. a plane is going by right now, actually. Right. Yeah, it's okay. And you hear it in the podcast. And sometimes what we would do is in the middle of our conversation, she'd be like, <laughs> she'd like, stop me. Right. Because the plane was going by. She was going to edit out that little 10 second chunk. So an episode went up and I was listening to that episode because I'm always thinking, what if something happened where she left it in? She totally left it in on Ah. accident. (laughs) And it was so, I was panicking, you know, like, oh my God, there's a gap. Ah, There's, I actually say real things. And then. Right. But then she was like, oh, it's cool. Like, I just yeah. cut it out. And it wasn't really that much different than it would have been if it was right. just silence in the middle. Yeah. And a little bit of that stuff is not is not so bad anyways. No. Like, that's actually one of my favorite things about podcasts is, one, especially the longer form ones, like, the quick bite ones are wonderful to mm-hmm. give people facts and challenge them. But the ones that I, I like a lot of those, and I really like yours, mm-hmm. but all of my favorite ones are where you you hesitate to even call it an interview because it's just a conversation, a conversation and it's 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 two people or maybe three or four people sitting down and you really have an opportunity to get to know someone mm-hmm. but you also have an opportunity to really dive in deeper on some topics so right. it's not this overly produced interval with all these preset questions you know like I prepare right. for these things mm-hmm. and I write down a list of things I'd like to get to um, you're just a fly on the wall but Right, exactly. That's yeah. that's what it is. You're a fly on the wall for just a cool conversation that hopefully you can glean some benefit from. Definitely. And um, that's really what I wanted to do. And it's 
it's it's the easiest thing to do when you have no experience making one mm-hmm. and you're like doing all the editing and that kind of stuff yourself because I'll make an intro for this ahead of time mm-hmm. but all I really did was sit down pull out my recorder plug the headphones in to make sure the levels were Somewhere more or less right right we're not like making the mic pop by hitting the top and we're not being too quiet and then press record and get into it and it's always a little bit kind of funny having a conversation for the first few minutes and then eventually the recorder melts away and it's just us hanging out talking about cool stuff and um but uh I don't remember where (laughs) where we were going podcasting is great and it's really fun it is yeah 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 oh I want to say that the people that have reached out to me yeah um I (laughs) You know, when you train people here, that's something really cool, right? Because mm-hmm. you see them face to face, you hear about their their failures, their successes, their changes, their lives. You know, you were with them through the journey. Sure. But being on a podcast has opened up a totally different world. There are people from high school reaching out to me now, mm-hmm. and and before that, after people from the tri team have reached out to me. That yeah. frankly, I don't know if they would ever have thought of. <laughs> talking to me again you know and it's amazing how much social media we have so much connection to Mm -hmm. everyone around us but do we really talk to the people that are on our news feed every single day no we don't you know but but when somebody brings something different it's amazing how quickly people recognize it Mm -hmm. like yourself like the fact that you reached out to me was yeah I was like whoa yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> you were my coach. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's amazing um, the connections that come from it too. And I've heard of people making changes in their lives. Yeah. I've heard of people. You know, that I got an email the other day talking about how this person really, truly believes in the same philosophy and has truly tried to make small changes in their life, and mm-hmm. they can understand how small changes can make a big difference. And she said she even got down and did four push-ups and jumping jacks and push-ups again. Mm-hmm. And she tried the interval style. And I, that yeah. that alone is enough for me to know that I'm doing the right thing. I know. There is, um, it, it, my favorite thing about it is it, it seems to be a medium that can really change the world. Yeah. Because anyone can read an article. You can watch uh, the news or watch like a produced kind of internet news show. Um, but to really have something light a fire in you mm-hmm. to make a change, and that could be like in a health sense. Um, there are some political podcasts that sure. I kind of like, some environmental things, but to really, really have something sink in. Um, and motivate you. And motivate you. It has to come from a source that you trust. Right. You know, and it, it seems easier to like build some trust and build some rapport Mm -hmm. with um people on a podcast because that's the biggest thing that I feel like I have all my favorite podcasts and the the people that you listen to and the hosts of all of them it doesn't feel like my favorite show it feels like I'm listening to my friend tell Mm -hmm. me all this cool stuff yeah you know what I mean or and it you, you feel like you're in the room while a lot of this stuff is happening so you come to like trust people and I think it's because, especially for the longer form ones, you get to know people. Mm-hmm. You might hear them tell the same story a couple times, sure. or um, you you know how they're going to react to a certain thing because you know a little bit of their beliefs and right. that kind of stuff. So 
it there's something inherent about like listening to someone speak so much Mm -hmm. and in such a relaxed way like Mm -hmm. some of the podcasts are you know an hour two three hours so people really get to relax and just fully express how they feel about something and there just is this guard down you build a trust build a rapport with someone and you're so much more receptive to what they have to offer yeah and um you know blogging is cool social media is awesome that's a lot of work um it's (laughs) a lot of work work. writing yeah i mean i love that too but um there's something about hearing someone and really hear them speak from the heart rather than like um that just builds that trust and you can really 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 have some cool definitely benefit um so yeah anyone that hasn't already Check out Dahlia's podcast because it's awesome. Thanks. And look for more of these podcasts to come. Yeah. I have been away from it for quite some time, but I love doing it. And I am not going back to a standard engineering job like I had before. I'm, Decided to I leave it all behind. Leave it all behind and commit to um, being in this kind of health, health and fitness world. So I will have, one, a lot more time, and two, a renewed commitment to really doing the stuff. So I'm, I'm going to try to put these things out weekly. Yeah, um, cool. I've got the next couple people that I want to do one with lined up also. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I might even rename it too. The wandering. I like the wandering. You like coach. it? Yeah. You like it? I have. I, I I redid my website, so I still have that domain name, but the main one now is just my keep name. It. Keep it as the podcast, but maybe not the name of the site. No, I think you should keep it. Okay. <laughs> just in general. Just even, in general. Even my website. Yeah, because I feel that. Well, first of all on a marketing perspective. It's already there. It's already there, mm-hmm. and people already recognize it. They would probably type in The Wandering Coach to pull anything up. Right, it's more memorable maybe than just my name. But I also really like, I think it fits you. I think you are gonna be wandering around, basically, mm-hmm. like understanding more people's philosophies. You have your own to bring to the table, but I yeah. also really appreciate that you're so open to others, you know? Um, we share this. Uh, perspective because there's a lot of people that get stuck on yeah. one perspective mm-hmm. on one way of thinking right. and when it and they're not open to other things right. and it's not difficult to see how that happens like they dive yeah. into something and it has a great benefit for them sure. and they really come to value whatever that philosophy is um, and it's made but, an impact in their life right so. yeah and so they fully buy into it but then anything outside of that um, is less valuable less and, valuable. and um, at, on the extreme end people kind of dive in and it becomes dogmatic and yeah. that's actually really really what I'm trying to do I feel that's where I can bring the most benefit is just to combine a lot of different things I've always felt like I could walk between worlds a little bit mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. really really speak to people in whatever language it is that they you right. know what I mean so obviously CrossFit is one language that I speak you know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm getting pretty fluent in yoga um, <laughs> but uh, and kettlebells yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess the wandering coach is I think is, it's a good way a good to name. mix the worlds yeah. together. And I think it's different but simple enough yeah. that um, it gives the perspective that you are, you're open to a lot of perspectives. And sure. I think that um, that's kind of my philosophy, too, because – I talk about CrossFit in my podcast and how I'm, I really like the fact that CrossFit made strong as sexy, you know, like Mm -hmm. not just for men, but for women in particular, you know, we push the concept or CrossFit pushed the concept of lift some weights, you know, 
it does good things to your body and it's not going to make you bulky, right. all that kind of stuff, you know, and oh, yeah. that came from CrossFit. The, mm-hmm. the concept of lifting women, lifting weights and being badasses came from CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one to admit it. I, <laughs> I'm totally Or certainly was popularized it. by, yeah. uh, you know, brought, brought to kind of right. larger attention. Yeah, because yeah. well, because CrossFit's such a big deal, right? Yeah. Because yeah, love it, hate it. It's got a really big recognition right now, and um, I mean, I obviously still work at a CrossFit gym, so mm-hmm. I I am supportive of what they do. I think I think in a broader sense, there are a lot of things within the CrossFit world that I don't love. Sure, um, and I'm with the, you on in that. In the direction that it's gone, mm-hmm. but um, from where it the came. yeah for for the specific affiliate that I'm at. C Street Barbell Club mm-hmm. slash C Street CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love what we offer and I love all the coaches and the program and I would never be involved somewhere that I that I that you I couldn't it. really get behind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am I'm not specifically talking about this place, but there's a lot of stuff in the community at large that I think it's drifted away from some of its the point founding philosophy yeah. and. There's a lot of silliness that's come into it. A lot of, but you know, frankly, a lot of macho ness and ego it has ha- yeah. come into it. Yeah, yeah. But love it or hate it, it's brought fitness to a lot of people, and it and it's brought uh, really thinking about things deeper. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of taking your fitness into your own hands, uh, bringing the nutrition side of it into things. You know, there it, there is a lot that it brings to people, Definitely. and. Um, and it, it brought community. I think it, it really, does. That's truly the best part community. about it. I, I absolutely love all the people at yeah. my gym, and that's been the, the best thing about coming home. You know, mm-hmm. other than like seeing my family and, sure. and the pets, but it's been like re- <laughs> reconnecting with all the people there. Um, yeah. But uh, and I wanted to offer the community aspect somewhere for people like myself, where right. they couldn't feel comfortable in a CrossFit setting. Right. And I think that there's a lot of people that give up. Because they try places like, I don't know, whatever CrossFit or whatever class, and they don't quite fit. Yeah. And then they try the big gyms, and they don't quite fit. I'm the not quite fit, but fit here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly how I think it's best to operate, is rather than trying to cater to as many different types of people as you want, you have to just stay true to what you want. True. And the people that are going to connect with your philosophy are, you just have to have faith that they're going to find you and that when they do, they're going to connect on a deeper level and your community is just going to grow. Absolutely. Um, And that's exactly what you want to be, you know, like stay true to what you want to offer and let the people that connect with it find you. And obviously you can take steps to go out and you know, seek them out, but, um, right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. But, um, yeah, love it or hate it. CrossFit's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I love it for, if for nothing more than it was, it was my, um, I guess door that I stepped through to come into this whole world. Mm-hmm. And in, in that sense, it's changed my life because yeah. it's, it's completely given me a new direction and I have found something that I know that I want to, shape my life around in this whole health and fitness world you know right and it was it it was my introduction to that whole world Mm -hmm. um and my focus has shifted a little bit but um i still am very involved and and have you know nothing but good things to say about the place that i'm at and kind of the founding philosophy of crossfit Mm -hmm. um but i think no matter what you do um or how you find this world how you find 
the better version of you. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the best version yep. of you. Yep. That's my thing. And I think that it doesn't matter if you're at home using your own stuff and a video or if you're the person that's at every CrossFit gym in town mm-hmm. or at my studio or right. wherever. Whatever it is that drives you to become healthier physically, emotionally, mentally, that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about it. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you, you, you just have to find something that you connect with, you know. The and you best, enjoy. Yeah. And it's fun. Absolutely. Fun Fun has to almost be number one, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that's what really um, makes you stick with something. Right. The community aspect is big because you feel accountable. Sure. Um, and you also just want to go see your friends. But you have to enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, the best program is the one that you actually stick to. Mm-hmm. And fun fun's kind of the number one reason. It's got to benefit you, obviously. Which um, it usually but does. But anything that is fun and you stick to and you do with consistency will benefit you. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. It's like no matter what you do, no matter what diet, no matter – I'm really not a big fan of diets in general. But yeah. um, whatever you choose to do on long term, you know, sustainability-wise – when you can do something for more than just a day or a week or a month, that's when you start actually benefiting from it. Absolutely. That's when you actually start seeing things happen in your life that, for me, it took years. I mean, yeah, it's been really fast, but the amount of work, the amount of time that I've put mm-hmm. into becoming this, the amount of money I've spent <laughs> to get <laughs> yeah. all these certifications and sure. all this knowledge and whatever... It took a long time, and there were a lot of points where I was like, this isn't working. This is lame or whatever because right. you set process, this though. expectation that you're going to see results like that. Mm-hmm. And you get discouraged when you don't see results like that or when you go on that stupid scale and you haven't lost any weight mm-hmm. or you haven't gained any weight, you know. Um it, it's, it's all about sticking it you know, sticking through it during the hardest times. Mm-hmm. And that usually is the time where something good happens. Yeah. Something changes. Something lets a fire in you again. Yeah. Finding that thing that clicks that makes yeah. it become a lasting thing. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a lifestyle thing and a new a new pattern rather than just something that you're trying to make yourself do. Right. And <clears> it's <throat> usually at the at the lowest point. It's usually when you're just fed up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. You uh you brought up the scale which reminded me of one of the most recent <clears throat> Fit Dirty 30 episodes I've listened to is the, <laughs> the demon, demon scale. The demon scale one and in that episode you said something that I really liked and I wanted to bring up in this and it's that um I don't remember the exact wording but it was, you know, health isn't an extreme or fitness isn't an extreme. And I loved that uh, because People think that it has to be this thing where you are so restrictive of your diet and that you're in the gym all the time and you got to spend hours and hours and hours and all this kind of stuff. And obviously you can take things to an extreme, right? The Mm -hmm. people that are back squatting 500 pounds, people that are doing the splits, um, running the sub three hour marathons, like you can obviously take all these things to an extreme, but to be a very fit, healthy, happy person isn't extreme at all. It just is committing to doing the right things being consistent and eating real food yeah exactly and it to be very very unhealthy actually is an extreme 
Yeah. You know, it's 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 doing something bad in excess or it's consistently. Doing, <laughs> consistently, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's committing to poor habits. Yeah. Is really, you know, how you get so far away from your best self is it's really a commitment to some things that are not good for you. Right. You know, right. um, but, uh, yeah, but I, I loved that. So that I was, that was one a, of my favorite things that you said in the whole podcast. Thanks. I think, it's like, <laughs> I think, um, that's one of the things I realized when I was doing this fitness thing and wanting to be whatever, a uh, better trainer, better at everything. And, it actually started at CrossFit, you know, it was a, this very competitive yeah. mentality that I have to do more. I have to do the extreme. I have to eat paleo. It's that was the step that kind of drove me nuts about it too, because right. I realized that's not really my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if I can bench press or squat 500 pounds. Right. What I care about is being healthy. What mm-hmm. I care about is not being that damsel in distress that can't pick up the boxes, right? Right. Um, I think uh, people make mm, that an excuse to not do what they should be doing, what they right. want to be doing, not right. should what. And they it want makes to the do. it makes the barrier of entry pretty restrictive too. Yeah. You know, if 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 people think that there's all these things that they have to cut out or all these new habits they have to start doing or whatever, it makes taking that first step or just getting yourself in the door somewhere really, really daunting. And intimidating. In, yeah. And, and intimidating. Yeah. And it keeps people away because they're they're scared of it. Like I can remember I mean, everyone that we actually do get to come in the door at St. Street, um Almost everyone that comes into our one of our first free intro classes or signs up for our mechanics program, they all tell me, uh, "Oh my gosh, I was so scared like going into this class, but it really wasn't that bad." I'm like, right, yeah, right. No, weird, right? Weird how that has. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it yeah. Because there's always modifications, right? There's Absolutely. always other things you can do. Yeah. For my hit classes, the same thing because yeah. they already know that it's going to be intense, you know. Yeah. And so they walk in and they're like just don't know if I can mm-hmm. do it. Can you be easy on right. me? And I'm just like, and we're going to do it, yeah. and you're going to like it, and you're going to come back tomorrow. And they're <laughs> like, okay, sure, whatever you say. Yeah. And if we're doing, I don't know, tuck jumps, we, there's there's other things you could be doing if you're not at that level. Right. But the pace is always moving, moving right. forward, moving towards something. Yep. And it depends on what your goals are, but most of us are pretty simple. Most right. of us just want to be healthy. Right? Just yep. want to shed that extra five pounds. Yeah. And I think that all comes together when you just stop stressing about it and just focus on what can I do right now? Mm-hmm. What can I do today? And tomorrow, what can I do that's a little bit better than yesterday? Yeah. Right? And that's how most places are. Um, if, you, if you go to any place where the, the people in charge, the trainers or whatever, have, have um, their priorities in order. They just want to get people in there and doing stuff. I have a you funny story mean? about and that. And there, there are plenty of places that um, aren't like that, but almost everyone is, you know, you can give people whatever it is they need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that can be as intense or as not intense as possible. And that's right. one of the best things about doing this podcast and doing your podcast is, is being able to spread that message. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, don't be intimidated. Like, just come check it out and you'll be fine. 
It's kind of yeah. like dating classes is what I talked about, right? Because, like, yeah. not everybody's going to be good for you. Right. Because I've been to the funny story I was, I was just thinking Yeah, that of. was another funny thing was date fitness classes. Yeah. Like, just, just go <laughs> sample them. That was a good analogy. I feel like it's like, you know, speed dating. You just try one every day. Yeah, and absolutely. Most of the Find time. Find something you, that clicks. Yeah. And um, the first time I went to a CrossFit class wasn't actually here. It was in slow. Yeah. Um, I went to a, a CrossFit class class there and the first thing they told me to do was handstand push-ups what (laughs) you know and that's that's okay looking back right i i think it's it's one of those things where um but you know whatever it the guy was was whoever he was and he as a trainer he maybe just maybe overestimated me. I don't know how. Yeah. I definitely maybe he was giving you a compliment. Maybe and he, he thought was that you could dance some push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Um, but but you know what? You know he um, he scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my god, CrossFit is insane. Yeah. So when I came back to Ventura, you were the one that was like, no, let's try it again. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went, I was like, okay, so every place is different. Right. Every trainer is different. Right. No matter where you go, it depends on who you're talking to. And a lot of times people come back because of the trainer, right? Yeah. Because of, and I think that's, and that's not part just of, a lot of that's times. That's part of finding something that clicks. It's not exactly. only a philosophy and movements and stuff that you enjoy, but a person that you connect with. Someone that that's going to kind of guide you through this journey. Yeah. yeah. And someone that's not going to make you do handstand push-ups on your first try. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I will. But yeah. <laughs> probably not. It's yeah. just one of those things that made me laugh looking back. But at the time, I was like, do what? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your plans for the future of the studio? That's and the podcast. And the podcast. That is one of my questions. Um, yeah. One of the things I've written down. Yeah. I am, you know, like after this 30 day challenge mm-hmm. comes to an end, because you're on, I think, day 24 mm-hmm. as of the recording of this podcast, Right. I will probably have this out in the next day or two. I got to make an intro and do all the editing. And truth be told, I haven't edited one of these things in the better part of a year. So I'm probably <laughs> going to be rusty and I wasn't that good to begin with. So it might take me a couple of days to get this out, but um, I'm going to do my best, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're about a week away from this 30 day challenge. Ending. Yeah. And what's, what's the plan for the podcast after that? Um, the day I recorded day 30, I was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was really sad because Drink some champagne. And yeah. Drink the sorrows away. No. Um, I'm definitely going to come back. I think I'm going to have a couple different, I have a couple different ideas. Yeah. And uh, it can be all of them. And it can, it can be all be of them different formats mixed mixed all together definitely i think what i'm gonna do is do some challenges so one of the podcasts is just gonna be focused on okay a seven-day challenge a three-day challenge Um, short ones long ones to see kind of how people fit and then focus more and more exclusively like a seven-day challenge just on fitness right what to do and then maybe a three-day challenge on recovery or maybe you know just kind of play with it a little bit However, I, I can get more information out. I've, I've been asked to do a lot of stuff on diets, on right. nutrition. That's and the all biggest that. piece that people it is want. A pretty big you know? piece, they yeah. know how important it is. You know, I mean, a big, a, a gigantic piece of your body composition comes from the right. way that you eat. And pe- mm-hmm. once people know that, um, they know that they want to fix things, but a lot of people feel helpless because they don't yeah. quite know what to do. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still learning. There's so much stuff sure. out there. We're constantly learning new stuff. So. Yeah. 
I want to bring new things to the table. I've been playing around with intermittent fasting for a little while. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the good things, the bad things. Yeah. I want to talk about supplements, um, what's good, what's bad, what I've believed in all my life and, and how things have changed. Um, as far as I uh, the longer shows, I want to do something along these lines too yeah. is interview other people. Yeah. yeah. And learn about their philosophies. Do this cross-pollination of yeah. of you on my show, me on your show, yeah. get this other guy in, you know, yeah. and I love the perspective that, that you're spreading and so I kind of want to jump on that train and talk to people too and, and maybe yeah. we can have a three-person Yeah, interview. absolutely. I was yeah. just going to say um, it is it is fun to kind of have like a big roundtable discussion yeah. um, kind of thing. And I'd these, love to do that. And these longer form things are really fun just because it's an opportunity to sit down and even if we weren't recording and no one else was going to hear it, When's the last time that you like sat this. down with someone? We did this, yeah, no, because I mean, like, we that you did this with we reconnected what about a week ago and we had coffee and sat for a couple hours. But I mean, yeah, without really, really intentionally doing that, like those opportunities never really come up. Like, when's the last time you like sat down and had a good? I don't know. It's probably going to be close to two hours that we've been, you know, what I mean, Talking, diving sure. into this real meaningful stuff, and then. The fact that we get to broadcast it and people can listen and take something from it is, is just a, a huge right. benefit. So just on a selfish selfish aspect, like it's just fun. Like I love this. You yeah, know what me I mean? too. And um, it's cool. But um, one thing I was gonna say is, if you want to do a longer form one with someone that has really um, dove into a lot of these different diet things, mm. you know, he's very very good at trying out all these different schools of thought when it comes to diet. He's played with the intermittent fasting, um, has done a lot of the other popular things that Mm -hmm. you've seen. Um, And he actually was the, I think it's episode 12, his name is Mike Dunn. I had him on. Yeah, I um, know you never got to it. I listened to that one. I know, we meant to do a round two because we never really got to some of the intermittent fasting stuff and he's tried a bunch more in the time that I've been away and He's going through the process of becoming a coach at C Street, so I see nice. him a lot, and um, I want to get him back on and do another podcast um, because he is really good at experimenting and sticking with these things, and has a has a pretty good handle on a lot of the nutrition lot side of, of things. Discipline. And and yeah. he's working on a nutrition cert, so he's cool. he's he's kind of a, a a good wealth of knowledge on that. But maybe. Maybe we'll do a three-way when yeah. when I have him on. And so broadcast them on both of and ours. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And just we'll That'd just cool. post it on both of them, the exact same episode, and we'll sure. just yeah. Um, so I'll I'll try to line that up. I'll probably see him tomorrow and Let we'll try know. to get it together. Definitely. Yeah, that'll be cool. So I um, we talked a little about the future of the podcast. I mean, gone through a lot of stuff. And how how long have we been recording here? Um, guess how long it's been already. An hour and a half. No, not quite. Hour and four minutes. Nice. Yeah, still though. It it goes That's by so fast. Time, yeah. I know it's crazy. Um but I guess we can start wrapping it up and I like I just started doing this in the last few episodes. I like wrapping it up um the same way. Um so the first question I will ask is what are you most optimistic about in the future or what are you most excited about for the I guess the future of the studio and and that can be in any context you know so what um the future of the world (laughs) your personal future uh the studio the podcast whatever what are you what are you most looking forward to well um from the podcast 
I am so excited that it's reaching other people. Yeah. And I'm so excited to make these connections and grow from it. And one thing leads to the next thing. And I'm just, I'm just like antsy to, mm-hmm. to see where it goes next. So I kind of want it to be a mystery. I kind of yeah. want it to be, the point is we are spreading the word. The point is we're spreading knowledge and people can take what they want and leave the rest, right? So whether it's for our selfish reasons or not, somehow, some way, I feel like we are changing the world on a very small level. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, if you change one person's life, you've changed the world. In that's a little small piece. You totally know? how I feel about it. Um, personally, I just am loving the gym. I'm loving the studio. I'm loving the people that are coming to it, the people that are coming out of it. The We've we've turned people to, into trainers and sent them on their way. And yep. um, I want to grow it. I want to have more one-on-one. I want to grow like a little – I want to build like a little team here of trainers and stuff too. And, and um, I think I'm, I'm on, my, on my way to that. So I think it's just a matter of – finding the right combination of classes and right combination of trainers and the right times so that people really start to see changes in their lives. So that's all coming. It's a lot of exciting stuff. I'm bringing a cooking class ah, cool. to the studio. So how is that going to work? Are you going to do it do it here with people in person or are you, are you going to kind of do a little like web show or something? It's going to be in person. Okay. If you I should can film figure it. out how to film it and I'll stream come and film it. it. All right. Oh, cool. stream it? I don't know. But, I, we can't um, stream it because we right. don't have internet here. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We live in the Stone Ages here. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but we, we'll film it and post it. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. we have, so it's a, it's going to be really cool. There's this lady that was the senior VP of bank and she lost, she quit her job, became a chef, lost 80 pounds because of the healthy habits that she's wow. created. I mean, she's really inspiring. Yeah. And she created a small business called um, Morsels As You Wish. Okay. And she delivers healthy food to people. Cool. That's part of her job. And then yeah. the other aspect of her job is to teach people how to teach cook healthy how stuff. To cook. Yeah. Which is a big part of what I do, too. It's um, We have two Instagrams. We have the Studio Ventura and we have the Studio Nutrition, right. which is all focused on food and what you should do and how to play with recipes and all that stuff and it's people that send me pictures and recipes and it's all the stuff that we do we have obviously a lot of fish at our house because of what kevin does right. <laughs> I mean, very fortunate 59 pound sea bass oh, oh my, my god we have sea bass for days but yeah. i'm not complaining um <laughs> you know and that's that's part of it too is education for me runs very much on a day-to-day level mm-hmm. um helping people figure out what to do with the stuff in their in their fridge how to shop for the right stuff not make it such a daunting task because we have so many tools that are at our fingertips like pinterest is the best thing ever and there's so many ways you can use it you should use it it's not girly it's just smart you you know there are so many social things and i just can't i can't do them all i know i'm with you i don't do it for the the social aspect i do it because i want recipes i've really let everything else fall away instagram's like the only thing that i actually go on i post stuff to facebook a lot of my like blog stuff gets pushed there and then i use facebook for like the gym stuff but it's really just instagram it's really just instagram I, i think instagram Instagram is probably one of our biggest two. We have a little over a thousand followers yeah, that, wow. that are very steady, um, but um, and they were very organic. So I think uh, that's it's just spreading the knowledge from the studio and and getting people to try new things that they've never tried before. You know, our big thing in hit is combination moves, just kind of like what I showed you earlier. It's like a burpee and a tuck jump and a push up and a blah 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 blah. It's like all together and we call mm-hmm. it one move. You know. Right. 
that's the kind of stuff that just makes you think twice about everything because it's mm -hmm. a it's a combination of coordination, mental st you know sure. playing with it. Anyway, yeah. Personally, I um, I'm so excited that I've been given this opportunity to reach people in a different way and. I'm just soaking it all up. I'm just stoked on life. You know, mm -hmm. I've had, a, I mean, don't, I don't want it to come off as all like happy and I've definitely had my pitfalls. Oh, and there's been times where I thought I just had to throw in the towels. But again, that's what makes you a stronger person. That's what makes you that much better. And they, people warned me the first five years of business are going to be hell. And oh, yeah. we went through quite a bit the first <laughs> the first I, year, I, I can imagine. you know, but, but I think we are stronger, better and more wise yeah. because of it, you know, and I'm just, I'm excited it's for almost, the wisdom that's going to come yeah. from learning. You almost feel like there needs to be a little bit of a struggle in the beginning because then once you get there, you appreciate it more yeah. and, you just, and you learn so much from some of the rough stuff. Absolutely. And yeah. I've been so um, I've been so grateful with the knowledge that's around me and the peop people are so giving and they are so um, open to helping and mm -hmm. all you have to do is ask. Yep. That's the biggest part is I've learned that I just have to ask questions to not in a manipulative way obviously right. but like you just have to be curious about something to ask the right questions and then what happens a lot of times is just an incredible way yeah. of coming together like how you asked for me to be on this podcast yeah. you just ask the question yeah absolutely so yeah i mean it just it just all comes together very fluidly yeah well you you know you you stay true to what you want to do and you put good stuff out there and good stuff will find you. Walk through you the door. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you don't necessarily want to bank on that. Like, you have to be proactive and take steps towards your success and that kind of stuff. But the, the underlying thing is to really just stay true to what you want to put out there mm -hmm. and uh, have a little bit of faith that, yeah. that stuff is going to work out. That was a good answer. Thanks. That, that was a very, <laughs> that's a very long answer. answer. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's good, though. They, um, it doesn't have to be, just because it's a quick question doesn't mean it has to be a thing. But a quick answer. Yeah, that's cool that you're starting the cooking class. I um, was just talking to someone yesterday. I want to start putting things together, and it might just be a personal thing that mm -hmm. I do with friends as an opportunity to, like, eat a good meal and connect with friends. Sure. But I might try to open it up to be a bigger thing. I want to start doing, it's like a potluck, but rather than bringing dishes, it's a raw ingredients. And we get together at oh. someone's house and everyone's in the kitchen, you know, maybe it's, Fine. you know, anywhere from like four to 10 people and everyone's kind of helping and cooking together and you make a big meal and then you eat. And so it'll be a great way to have a good meal, yeah. spend hours cooking with people, connecting and that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I don't know if it'll just be a, I try to get a little group of my friends together and, and, and uh, we make it be a regular thing and just, just kind of a personal thing or to then open it up to the community and bring people in that want to learn how to start cooking healthy yeah. stuff or uh, people that are new to the area or new to one of our respective gyms sure. or whatever. Well, so, yeah, we let's talk that. about that later. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Kevin and I used to do that before any of this. We oh, used really? To, we, so we'd have this challenge. Okay. This maybe something you want to add into it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
you would have a budget, kind of like, oh, so we used to watch Top Chef and like all sure. those, you know, Chopped. Yeah. I know, I love cooking Love and those cooking, shows. cooking yeah. shows. They're so addicting. Yeah. Um, you, you have a budget, you go to the grocery store, you're allowed five minutes Ooh, to get okay. what you need, and then we go home and you have to make the meal based off of it. And so we would make it like our date night. Right. When, especially when no money. Very little money. <laughs> yeah. When we had no money, we would we would our budget would be ten bucks, and you got to come up with something you know nutritious with protein and and vegetables most of the time. That's right. what it came down to, and it was so fun because it was a little bit of comp- com- competition. It was I I mean I still burn stuff, and the other day oh, I posted yeah. something about how I grabbed a really hot skillet and it was really stupid, burned the crap out of my I've hand. I've done that. I always will. Um, grill me, grill. Um, I'm blanking on the word right now. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this. Um, sear, sear the outside yeah. like a steak or a tenderloin or a pork chop or something in a cast iron mm-hmm. on both sides, and then I'll just take the whole cast iron, throw it in the oven, in and the finish oven. stuff off in the That's oven. What I did. And yeah, and it's so easy to like. I have a little like um, oven mitt thing that's the size of the cast iron handle that goes oh. right on it so, so you just put it on there but you know I still like want to just grab the handle of it and it's not taking it out of the oven obviously it's no. once it's out and it's sitting on the stove yes cast iron stays hot for like an hour yes they you know? do <laughs> yes they do I can totally that's exactly what I did yeah. I took it out it was fish I put it in there really quick I took it out I was transferring it to something else, and yeah. I totally just grabbed it, and I let go, and I ran to the other side of the I know. The That's kitchen. what this is. I got a little burn on the back of my thumb right here. Yeah. Yeah. Burn. B- yeah. Battle wounds. Mishaps in cooking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that definitely happens, but it makes it more fun. And, sure. And um, I've come a long way with cooking. Oh, if no. you ask Kevin, he'll you tell haven't. you. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, he'll, he'll, he'll back me up. He was the reason... The support thing goes um, a lot further because he was the one that was like, "No, you should cook. Yeah, you should try it. Whatever. If you mess it up, we'll." He was a big cook before all of this stuff. He got into cooking a lot earlier than I did. He probably got into cooking when he was in college. Okay. um, Yeah, that's kind of when I got into it. Yeah, I wasn't that person, and it it was. I didn't know what to eat. I didn't know what to cook, and Mm. so you learn a little bit. You learn a lot really quickly with cooking yeah. because you just have to be open to trying new things right. and when you try different recipes you learn things and then you're able to kind of put them together right and that's what that's when it becomes fun is when you have tried enough stuff that and you basically know how to cook most things right and then you can just start doing things like look what you have or plan stuff out and you don't need to follow recipes yeah. or do that kind of stuff that's when it becomes really fun yeah um but so yeah, that's great new. idea. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to do one. We we'll, should do one. We'll, we should we'll do, do one as soon. Yeah. a double date. You should get a girl and oh, we yeah. should do it as a double date. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, all right, last uh, last question. And um, I uh, this podcast is a lot of fun, but it's obviously focused around, you know, health and fitness. And um, I always like to close them with asking whomever my guest is, what's the one piece of health advice you'd like to give people, right? Kind of the mm-hmm. most important thing or the, the thing that might lead to so many other things. And it can obviously be something that you've already talked about. And mm-hmm. 
sometimes it always is because mm-hmm. if it, if you think it's the most important thing, it probably is going to come out in the right. course of a conversation. But what's the what's the one takeaway that you want to close out this episode with? Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. You know? I like that one. It's not a big deal to be healthy. To it, You don't need to be this crazy trainer to be a healthy person. It really just comes down to move and eat real food consistently. <laughs> yep. So don't make a mountain out of a molehill and don't let it, I guess, for me it was like, if I failed once, if I thought I was going to be on something for a, a number of days, I'd be like, okay, tomorrow I start and I, for the rest of this month, I'm not going to eat any sweets or I'm not going to do this or that. I'm going to go to the gym every day. And I set this expectation for myself that ugh, it's going to be this amazing thing. And at the end of the 30 days, I was, that, I was winning, mm-hmm. you know. But I think my message is... There's always challenges, right. you know, the, um, there's always bad days that you really don't want to work out. And sometimes I feel like it's okay to give into those and say, okay, I'm going to just take it easy today. I'm right. going to do nothing. I'm going to stick it out. And then tomorrow I'll do it again. But for me, it would turn into crap. Now I didn't do it and I just, I'm going to not be able to do it tomorrow. And then I've just fallen off the horse. So screw it. I'm not going to do anything. Right. I'm just going to be a fat ass. That's what it would come down to, you know? Like, it's like, oh, my yeah. God, now that I failed one day, I'm pretty much going to be obese. Yeah. Cool. Right. That's yeah. not just, a mentality that's going to get yeah. us anywhere, you know? So that's what it would come down to for me, and I think that every day you make the choice to be healthy, to be happy, yep. and I think that choice should be pretty easy, but some days it's not, and it's okay. Yep. Good words. That's a good one to end it on. I had something I was going to say, but I think we'll just end it right there. That's a good place to end. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, please feel free to get in touch with me on any any of the social media stuff you can find on the website and also uh, the email there. And uh, if you in- enjoyed it, ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher are always awesome, too. So thanks again. Hope you enjoyed this interview with Helia Nagibi. See you next time.